Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. So you're starting to realize that it couldn't be any more obvious that food rules aren't working for you. Classifying food as good and bad is making you crazy, and the very food that you'd like to avoid becomes the very one that you crave. And that is the vicious cycle of all or nothing eating. So today we have a great question from Lindsay. Lindsay wants to stop feeling restricted around food. She says, what do you recommend to help shifting a mindset? Feeling restricted, creating a strong desire for those restricted foods, to living in a mindset of abundance and freedom, being able to live within the boundaries of hunger and fullness. And Lindsay, that is a beautiful end goal. Can't you picture it? Can't you see yourself sitting down to a meal, being contented, eating slowly, savoring the bites, but enjoying your company, feeling settled and peaceful on the inside? And that's a wonderful place to to envision going in the future. But how do we get there? How do we start making, going on that transition from feeling crazy around food to feeling free? Well, the first thing that I recommend is that you dive into the Word of God and start to see what the Word of God has to say about eating. And you can certainly check out our Chew the Word Bible study. It goes through quite a few of those verses where you can read that God doesn't really give us mm, many, any food rules in the New Testament. He is so focused on the heart, right? There's no good or bad foods. And I have a feeling you recognize this, but there are no good or bad foods. And just that thought alone can start to simmer down some of the anxiety that we have around eating. Get into the word, ask the Holy Spirit to change your heart. Remember, we can only consume the word, but it is God who will remold our hearts and minds. So do that Bible study. Then learn to embrace grace in your eating. Because there's no good and bad, it means that there's no being on or off a particular food plan. You could have a quote unquote terrible day of eating and reset at 6 p.m. and have a lovely nourishing, mindful dinner. Food doesn't need to fit into a little box and your eating doesn't need to check all the boxes in order to be successful. Embrace grace in that God doesn't judge you by your eating choices. He looks at the heart and I know that that's a harsh thing sometimes because we know our heart is ravenous for food and comfort in food over him. But when we start to address the real issue, then we can start to make progress. So disconnect a little bit, as much as you can, your eating from the thing, as the thing that we want to change, right? The eating is a result of the way that 
our heart may currently be discontented or looking for things outside of God and start to look at the way that we can grow closer to God, become more reliant in reliance on him and truly seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then we want to get practical. So we've gotten into the word of God and we're starting to notice what grace looks like. We're allowing things to go, right? We're letting go of our quote unquote failures and moving into a place of more flow where we're we're not all or nothing. We're truly trying to do the best every day, but not walking on a tightrope. Then I would like you to create a plan for expanding your eating. Now, chances are the foods that you would like to eat, right, are, are existing in one category. And then the foods you think you should eat exist in another. And that in of itself is what causes a lot of turmoil. We end up feeling bad when we eat those extra tasty foods. And yet, because we're trying to keep them off limits, we consume more of them than if we just included all food as just food. Not things I should be eating and things I shouldn't be eating, but just food that I could eat. What are the foods that make you feel good on a daily basis? I mean, every realm of good. They taste wonderful. They allow you to think clearly, right? So it's probably not gonna be birthday cake for breakfast, or if it was, maybe you would include a small slice of birthday cake with some scrambled eggs, right? The food, is, so the food tastes good. The food allows you to feel great mentally, physically. So you have some energy that might be more than just an apple for breakfast, right? You need some energy to take on the day. And spiritually, and emotionally. So we want to choose foods that make us feel all of those things. And I would encourage you to write it down because we can feel very limited in our options. And when we see it written in black and white, we see that, wow, there's actually foods that I really enjoy. Like I can have a bowl of oatmeal and add some raisins and some nuts. And that allows me to get through the day and feel really good. Or maybe that doesn't for you. Or I can have a wrap sandwich with some turkey and cheese and that's really tasty and it's also really good for me. Create a list of foods that today you can eat that are tasty and not triggering. Then I want you to jot down the foods that you would like to include in your regular or somewhat regular rotation, but they feel too hard to eat within moderation right now. So I'm gonna just say cakes, cookies, chips, fast food, processed foods, those things that call your name and you eat one and it's really hard to stop. Now, as it sounds like you recognize, Lindsay, a lot of the reason why it's hard to stop eating is because we've restricted them. And suddenly when we restrict things, it's really hard to moderate them. But rather than adding in everything all at once, we're gonna be strategic and mindful about it. This will give you peace and contentment moving forward, knowing that eventually in time, you can or may or will get to all of those items on your list, but you're not gonna do it right now. Then you're gonna find something on that list that sounds tasty and not too, too triggering, right? So we're kind of stepping into the space where it's not too triggering. For me, something like a entire canister of ice cream in the freezer would be really challenging, but yet I'd have no problem having fudge sickles individually wrapped fudge shickles there. To me, that would be an easy way to start bringing some of these tasty foods in without setting myself up for failure. 
and you focus on one, maybe two at a time, and have them regularly in a way that feels comfortable and doable to you. And then when you start to panic about you know, the chocolate chip cookies that are on the list and you're like, no, 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 I really wanna have those, then make a plan to start including them in regularly. Now, the other thing that we wanna keep in mind is back where I asked about what are meals that make you feel good, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, right? Like every area of you. So as you're bringing in foods that can feel a little triggery, the way to do so and not lose your peace is to include them on your balanced plate. You're like, oh, I really love ice cream. Well, maybe I'm gonna have ice cream on the tail end of a meal of some steak and vegetables. So then it's not like a food that's hitting you on an empty stomach and you get a sugar high and you just don't wanna stop eating. You're coming to that ice cream satisfied and yet with a little bit of room to really cap off that meal beautifully. Maybe you love chips. There's a special kind of chips. You buy like the gigantic bag and it doesn't last nearly as long as you thought it would. Well, how about including a small portion of chips with your lunch and dinner for a few days, a week, whatever it is to make you feel content that it's not going away. Now, a word of caution, right? Like we can, if your goal is to eventually lose weight, like it doesn't change the fact that there's something called energy in versus energy out. And if you add a bunch of these foods in and you don't adjust what you're eating, then it may not have a favorable favorable outcome on the scale. But when we have smaller quantities of these foods included in balanced meals that make us feel really good, and we own the fact that we will get to a variety of foods over a period of time, it's much, much easier to navigate. Now, the last thing that you mentioned, Lindsay, was that you want to get to a place where you can live within the boundaries of hunger and fullness. And I also really appreciate that. I think hunger and fullness are an awesome tool to have. And here's why I'm calling it a tool rather than the be all end all. For those of us who've been on a lot of diets, we may have a disconnection with hunger and fullness. So I like that you're seeing it as the desired end result. For me to tell you today to eat only within the context of hunger and fullness could be completely overwhelming and difficult for you to manage, especially if in your in a season where you're eating lots of processed foods or binging, etc. Like we kind of lose connection with those feelings. So step in lightly and start to notice what these sensations may feel like, but also use your beautiful brain to make decisions. For example, if you want to start feeling hungry at meals, but you don't know how, right? Or you don't want to wait until 4 p.m. to have lunch, then start just eating a little bit less at your meals. And eventually in time, hunger will start to emerge. It doesn't have to be all or nothing and it doesn't have to be either or. You can use your mind and your smarts to make the decisions to move forward to increase the variety of your foods that will increase your satisfaction. And as you do so, connect to hunger and fullness as we eliminate overeating and binging. Oh, and P.S. If you're looking for an additional resource to help you get rid of those negative thoughts that lead to overeating, I've got the best resource for you. It's the 15 tips from the Bible to overcome overeating Bible study. It's five days, it's simple, it's word-based, and it will transform the way you see overeating. And the link is in the description below. 
Oh, 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 I have one more thing to ask. If you have two minutes, could you please head on over to your podcast app and rate and review the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast? That will give our podcast lots of extra juice to reach women just like you who need food freedom and hope through Jesus Christ. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six month deep dive, start to finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.